I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, this is the EFL Freezer Crowd podcast, where we take a light-hearted look at all things Football League. You scumbaggy maggot, Matt Smith, Shirley Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm James, lifelong Cov fan, and I'm joined each week by self-proclaimed Statman Luke and resident Millwall fan Andy. Gary Monk sacked after a, a nil-nil draw with Millwall as well. Although most <laughs> clubs in the football league would die for a result like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be covering important news, a run through the games, and our all-important goal of the week. Yes. <laughs> Three-nil to the own goal. <laughs> <laughs> so find us with a new episode each Monday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You're listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham, except no Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to a post-FA Cup magic show. I have a special guest for your delectation, a new voice to Achtung Millwall. Big welcome to Dan Wynn. Welcome to the show, Dan. Hello, Nick. Thank you for having me, mate. Good to have you, mate. Dan is a blogger, dear listener. If you want to check out Dan's work, go on Twitter and go to at RealFans92, RealFans92. I will repeat that again later in the show to check out Dan's blog. I read it in the week. Um, you, you you were quite um, scathing, Dan, about Gary Rowett and some of his recent team choices. You, you're one of the reluctant clock tickers on, on Gary Rowett. Would that be a fair comment to you, mate? It's a very fair comment, to be honest. Um, but it is reluctantly, it has to mm. be said, because it's not it's not because I don't like Gary Rowett or I, I don't want him to do well, because obviously as Millwall fans, we want every manager we have to do well. But it's frustrating when you think there's more to 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 come than we're seeing now because we've seen it before. He he's got the same set of players as he had last season with a few of his own additions um, and we don't look any better do we let's be honest not at the minute anyway um, you, you can take a few things into account the injuries the COVID situation lack of fans but it's the same for everyone and I just it's just really disappointing seeing how quickly downhill things have gone for us this season because let's have it right only what is it 13 games ago now we was in a really good run i mean oh yeah i mean we, you and me are speaking in the aftermath of a, a routine in the end win at boreham wood it, it reminded me a little bit dan of that game at the start of the season um which when we all had high hopes at the start of the season we went to crawley and i think it was it finished 3-1 down there and yeah. this had a similar kind of non-leaguey feeling as, as the you know trip to crawley does 
Um, but we don't have the high hopes now. That, that's, I think it's interesting how the season has gone because I think, I don't know if you would join me in this, I, I started with reasonable expectations for the season and yet they've been bit by bit eroded. I mean, I know there's many factors that go into it. But it's uh, the, the thing that I've, has, has, I've been picking up on until today, so today was a refreshing performance. We'll come to that in a, in, in a moment. But is that erosion of team spirit? Because we seem like a collection of individuals rather than a team that fights for each other. Well, that's it. I mean, it, as you say, like, at, at, the, at the beginning of the season, things were looking good. I mean, all the signs were there that we was going to have a really positive season. We were making good signings to positions that we thought we needed. Yep. Um, we didn't lose anyone, Cooper or Jed being the main ones. Bart tied, we got Bart tied down to a new deal. Everything was looking good. But as you say, it, something's not right at the minute. And maybe maybe we're looking I or people like me are looking too much into it maybe it's just a lack of form like every football team suffers uh, at some point in time but it doesn't feel like that for me looking at it I've seen Millwall teams before that have just been devoid of confidence or just not getting the rub of the green and this isn't it has the, our league in the league anyway until today it hasn't seemed like that recently it's seemed like we are literally running out of ideas and there's just been nothing about the side lately we haven't been able to defend or attack no I mean I, we'll come to today's game in a moment and I, I looked at your blog it was written post Coventry listeners so yeah. you know it's, it is a depressive read Dan I will be honest with you. and it was to be honest right I'll be honest I, I, I'd almost half started writing it in my head were you hung over or anything like that <laughs> Well, no, but I, I was just really angry at the time. I, I yeah. was ranting and raving in, my, in one of the group chats, I mean, on, on WhatsApp with my friends, and I was probably boring them senseless with all my miserable comments. But it, it I just, I, I'm, I'm a very opinionated person, and I always have been. Um, and I like, I like to share my views. Um, and anyone who follows Millwall Facebook pages, I'm sure I've had a few run-ins with many a listener of yours, and but it's, it's because I care. I, I really want us, like, I well, love absolutely. my football club. And, yeah. and, and I, I, I'm not one to slag us off easily. I'm not one to jump the gun too easily. I don't think I'm very, my friends would disagree, some of them. I'm not a reactive person in general, I don't think. But when something's not going right, I, I will call it out. And I just don't think things have been going right lately, that's all. I mean, to summarise, I will stick a link, listeners, into to Dan's blog in the in the show notes for this this edition. Um, I mean, to, I've, I've tried to distill your the, the main points of your of your your blog after Coventry uh, into just a few bullet points. So forgive me if I've oversimplified any of this, Dan. But no. I mean, in general terms, you, you you've advocated of getting away from this tippy tappy possession based knock it around. Barcelona meets Manchester City style that get get it forward earlier with more into the channels more with more pace and direction would that be fair comment that's fair but I, I'm not I'm not against that style of play if you've got the players to do it but we all know you can't we haven't got the players to do it I mean Gary Rowett, to be fair to him, has worked wonders with some of our players that he, that he has got since he took over, like Jake Cooper mm. making marauding runs up the left wing and Sean yeah. Hutchinson doing the same on the other side sometimes when we play that three at the back. And it like Ryan Leonard has been a, a, a different player under Rowett, but it just, I don't think, I think because we had some really good results last season when Rowett changed the style of play, I think we've maybe there's a case of being caught out a little bit now. Teams have sussed us 
and a case of we are just trying to do too much like we, we, we can't play out from the back can we let's have it right like we, you can you can do it once or twice a game but when you make that your overall game plan and you're trying to do that every single time you kick off and kick out from the back it's just not viable for a team like us we haven't got the ability we haven't got the ball playing defenders to be able to do that We've also lost the element of surprise, Dan, because when, when we did that last season, I think quite a few teams were slightly in a state of shock that there was a Mill side prepared to, you know, play <laughs> that style. And I think there was, you know, yeah. that, that, that surprise has gone, uh, Gary, if you're listening to the show. Um, I mean, you've also advocated abandon the tippy-tappy, as I've put it here, abandon Ryan Woods. You don't like Ryan Woods, would that be? Um, although you, you do qualify that in your piece, um, Dan, by saying that you'd probably be doing, you'd do a lot better other clubs that are more you know more um conducive to that style of play rather than Millwall Ryan Woods when he first came to Millwall I couldn't speak highly enough of him I, I like to think I know my football and Ryan Woods is someone I've known about since he was at Shrewsbury I remember I went to watch when we got relegated to League One yeah. a few years back and um, we played him away first game of the season I was at the game and I remember thinking, like, who's this little ginger kid in the middle? Like, how have Shrewsbury got a centre midfielder like that? And we haven't. The ginger and then pearler, all of a sudden, yeah. He, yeah, like, genuinely, he ran the show that day. We won the game 2-1, I think it was. We went 1-0 down and Gregory Morrison scored. But we, that, that day, I just remember looking at him thinking, he is unbelievable. And when we signed him, I was beating his... I was honestly, I was bigging him up His so biggest much. Trumpet He's the blower. Best. Yeah, yeah. yeah, genuinely. And I'm, I think I've even gone as far as to say he's the best ball player we've had since Dennis Wise. Well, you've now, cursed him. As soon as you said uh, that, you've uh, cursed the boy. Genuinely, what I was <laughs> thinking, well, he, he might be passing wise, but in terms of his overall contribution, I think he needs two centre midfielders with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. to make him effective and if, we, if we're not going to do that and you're just going to stick him in a two he's too deep and unless you find a proper centre midfielder who can do that box-to-box role next to him I mean we didn't have like Ryan Leonard last week um, we did have him today we'll come on to the starting 11 perhaps it might give us a good chance to talk about today's game because um, I thought it was an improved performance today Dan I don't know what you made of that starting 11 of fielding in, in goal I didn't have any particular problem with uh, in that he needs a run out, and this was probably as close to a, not quite a pre-season, but it was it was akin to a, a training game in in many respects. I wasn't too fussed about the result as long as we got past them. I didn't particularly want to lose this one. I thought that would be very very bad for morale. But um, I mean, the starting of uh, Danny McNamara and Tyler Bury, both good good signs on on, on the left side. Um, Leonard and Woods as a midfield didn't look um, out of place today. I thought I thought Ryan Leonard played well. Uh, yeah. And Scott Malone, um, some naming him man of the match. I thought that might be going a little bit too far. I thought he did what I would expect Scott Malone to do. Um, but I, I was I was very excited pre-match about that Parrot, Zohor and Tyler front line. Um, I thought Beery did, did okay. And, and I thought Zohor showed what we've been missing, which is a... A nicely put away goal. Um, what did you make of the starting eleven? Did you did you did you anticipate? Um, did you did you like the look at that at the um, start of the day? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Bart. We all know he's our number one, but I thought it was right to bring Fielding in. To be fair, because I, I thought our starting lineup was was as expected. I was pleased to see Frank Fielding come into the side. Um, he he was a bit unfortunate, obviously kicking a ball on his first appearance and getting injured, and we've not seen him since. No. So 
I mean, Bart deserves a rest after bailing us out every week. So that was good. Um, Danny McNamara, I was really excited to see him. And I thought he was absolutely brilliant, to be honest. He was like yeah, a brush fresh air on yeah, the right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was not. It was nice to see a middle player, a middle fullback, rather. Um, no disrespect to Marlon Romeo, because I, I, I'm a big fan of him. I know some people aren't, but that's another story. But yeah. I, I really like Marlon. But um, Danny, he... He, he, he looked confident on the ball. He was composed. His first touch was excellent. And more importantly, the crossing. He's crossing not one of them, to my, well, to my knowledge, I don't think any of them went behind the goal for a goal kick like we often see. They was all decent enough balls into the into dangerous areas. Um, Tyler Bury was, was exciting. He, he looked to do the right things. He wasn't scared to try and run at his opponent. I thought Ryan Leonard was, uh, he was my man of the match, personally. I, Leonard, I, I you liked him. he was everywhere today. Okay. Yeah, I thought he was brilliant today. I thought he should never have lost his place last week. Whether that was because of uh, fatigue due to the COVID situation, COVID, yeah, but yeah. I thought he uh, I thought he was brilliant. Um, so Hall and Parrot, they, it's a combination we've been waiting to see for a long time now. And I think they, I think it linked, I think they linked up really well, to be honest. Well, I do. It's a high-quality pairing there, really, Dan. I know, I know that neither are our players, so we've got to we've got to put the caveat in that you know the players that show the most quality on the ball, perhaps. Um, well, some of them aren't ours, but also we were up against non-league opposition. Um, of course, yeah. I didn't like Boreham Wood, did you? I I, I don't know. No. I didn't take to my. I, I, there's an interesting post. I was just before you and I started speaking about how we we all I, I class myself in this we all slightly romanticized non-league football um but yeah. horrible, horrible little uh the, the management bench some of the players i mean even within the first seconds of the game i think they had a free kick just outside the mill penalty area and, and there was that um comb over bald bloke that goes went straight up to 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 fielding almost in his face you know I get they they oh, were not uh, Reed, Reed, that was the, Reed. Uh, the, the the experienced big experience. Look, he's experienced at propping up the yeah. bar in the local pub. From what I could the side of him. <laughs> he, he genuinely looked like he just come off the building site. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> no, he... that's not a problem because they, you know often no, these are guys not. that are working for a living. But it's just the attitude, and they, they I don't know that they, they're a dislikable group. And the, they were there to to frustrate us today. They wanted to be in our faces and and almost bully us, which is what I've... My, I mean, my standout from the game is that we, we didn't didn't allow ourselves to be bullied. I thought that was actually we 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 did look the better side and we didn't get pushed around by them. And I thought that's actually quite a quite a a, 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 a good mark in the middle book there. No, hundred percent. We it would have been easy to turn up today and sort of be a bit down on our confidence because of how things have been going in the league. They've got their towels up, having won five in their in their league on the spin. So everything today, sort of for, for the, from the romantic side of it, it was all set up for a bit of a shock, if you like. But absolutely, yeah. it, he. We didn't allow ourselves, as you say, to be bullied. We didn't let that big centre forward bully us well I thought we dealt with every every threat they had very well I mean they had a lot of um they got a lot of pace in that side I did do a little bit of research into their team before the game yeah um I was talking to some um obviously where I'm trying to 
get the get the get my website and my blog a little bit bigger we've we've opened an instagram page now and i was talking to a guy who runs a, a non-league page on there and he said to me yesterday he was like look mate if they if they really turn up they've got some dangerous players and when he mentioned how much pace they had that instantly made me think oh god uh, we don't like to play against pace so <laughs> i thought we'd done really well it was a very very professional performance I mean, that was the only moment in the game where I thought we might look a little shaky was, I think it was the start of the second half. We, we'd come in 1-0 up at half-time from a, a really nicely finished um, Ken Zahor um, shot inside the, the penalty. I think that was a, a decent run by Scott Malone, if memory serves, that that set that yeah, up. Yeah, a good, good little one-two with um, Troy yeah. Parrott. It was a good little give-and-go. Nice, nicely finished. We had a couple of other chances during the course of the. First. I came in at half time thinking we probably should have been looking for that second goal. I think we probably could have had it on occasion and we didn't, which has been a, um, I don't know, a curse across the whole season. But it seems a bit churlish when you are leading to to moan. But um, coming out of the blocks at the start of the second half was probably the moment where Boreham Wood looked at their most dangerous. I thought, and it was that pace that you've just mentioned that that you know, made them look dangerous. Well, yeah, I mean, the first, I thought that was the only time in the in the whole game where we, we didn't dominate, to be honest. I thought the first 10 minutes of that half, they, they was always, the second half, sorry, they was always going to come out and have a go. Um, and they did just that, obviously. Um, they Cooper was a bit, you could say, very fortunate to not get a second yellow, although... It, it was one of them where he couldn't really get out of the way. But no, no. I think it was just before that, he got spun really well by yeah. one of their defenders um, who burst into the penalty area and just sort of overran it. But that the, the big guy we was talking about, Reed, he missed an absolutely brilliant chance to, to level yeah. the game. And if that goes in, we could have been in trouble, but <laughs> thankfully it never. <laughs> no, I mean, I think he showed his quality <laughs> in that moment. I mean, you know, yeah. there was a lot of huff and puff in, in the Boreham side. They did look dangerous when they got the ball down the, the flanks and and, and they, that was where they, they had their little moment at the start of the second half. I think once we contained that, I, I, would, I was never really in, in doubt for the game. Um, the second no, goal, definitely. when it came, was was a simple enough affair, wasn't it? Just a, a right-sided corner from Malone, I think, and um, headed in yeah. from, from Hutch. Nicely done. No, it was a very good goal. It's nice to see one of the defenders score again as well, because obviously the last few years, even under Neil Harris, we was we're known for our set pieces. We've been topping the stats and the charts for all the set pieces scored yeah. over the last few years, and I think again, as we mentioned earlier, it's a it's an, another area where people have perhaps found us out a little bit. Um, like well, I could hear, obviously, you can hear the, the players. Yes, you could. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and for one of one of our corners or free kicks, you could clearly hear their keeper saying, "Watch Cooper, he's coming in, he's coming in." And if if non-league teams are doing that, you you know every every team we play in the league's doing it. And it it, it was just nice to see us getting back to our sort of old Millwall best of of what we what we're good at, which is not being bullied, taking taking the game to the opponents, and scoring with a set piece. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to After Normal. Yeah, I mean, I think Gary Rowett clearly knew what to expect, what was going to come, be coming our way today and, and prepared the team for it. And, and we did a good job on that. Um, my, my, my note to myself is, is quite refreshing not to be awful. I think that was quite a step forward, which was not to be terrible today. That's 100%. <laughs> Honestly, it was refreshing to, to be talking to you now in a good mood because it, we've lost this feeling. And, and oh, I don't care if it's boring wood. I will take it today because we have had such a poor, miserable run in the last month or just, two. But, well, two months. And, and we just... Made Maybe we needed something like this. Maybe the players needed something like this to just turn the tide a little bit. Now we, we go into a winnable game in the league following this. So yeah, I'm happy with today. I don't think there's anything anyone should be disappointed about. I mean, it's never easy going into these games. People can say what they like about the stature of the clubs and we are on, on paper, you look at it and think, oh, this should be four or five nil, but they're very, very rarely that easy games never turn out like that in the FA Cup as we know and I'm just glad we saw it through and we, we're not that side who slipped up and gets embarrassed in front of the world absolutely absolutely I mean you're right um I mean normally a trip to Boreham Wood or, or to a non-league club I mean Marina playing Spurs tomorrow um and, and surely I think did beat Derby today but normally there's a there's a full house you know it's a it's a day of high excitement and you banana skins are you know over the many many years it's always been the third round that's produced these these giant killings uh and the cup competition generally and today was was it was a very difficult game is that the first step on the long road back Dan today I, I hope so and obviously we all hope so but uh, we need to use this as a catalyst to push on. I mean, it's all right turning up against Boreham Wood and dominating yep. the game, but we have now got to turn this into, in, take this into our league form and particularly our home league form because that is an absolute disgrace to put it mildly. Um, but 
you can only beat what's in front of you. We did that well today. I mean, as you say, that the lack of crowd definitely helped. Mm. I think us more than more than probably us sort of hindered us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, right. I mean, I, I remember. I mean, going off track slightly. I remember years ago, um, I went to Altrincham away when we played them in the FA Cup, right. and I think okay. it was Kenny Jackett's first game in charge. Okay. Um, and we we was one nil down really early, and it was a full house there for them, and it, the atmosphere was buzzing. It was peeing down the rain. It was a proper FA Cup tie, and you didn't have none of that today, um, which which definitely helped us. But yeah, I mean. We need to push on now. We need to take this into the into the next league game, and we need to just. I'll definitely keep. I'll keep the back the back five as it was. I mean, I know a lot of people aren't happy with playing that negative, as some would call it, style at home, and maybe one based. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but having said that, and sort of maybe contradicting myself a little bit after what I wrote last week. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't change much out of today. I'd maybe put Jed back in for Tyler Bury, and maybe that'd probably be it. Honestly, well, that was going to be one of my I'd questions. I mean, Bart to come back, obviously in goal. I, I oh, sorry, and Bart. I think I think that would be um, consensus. But that's a, that's a given. Yeah, yeah. And, and Bury, Bury did okay, but I think obviously Jed starting would be our, our our main weapon. But otherwise, that doesn't look like a bad eleven to me, and it should be an eleven more than capable of holding its own in the championship. Then so. It's it's just rebuilding that 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 team spirit that seems to have gone missing because I think that's probably the main criticism about the poor performances Coventry and um, and Middlesbrough just before Christmas. It's it's less the result, it's more the lack of fight and fire. I mean, I think we can all take a a defeat. It's just the, when you see a team that doesn't seem to care. That's that that would be that's what I want to see. Oh, no, I don't want to see that again. I want to see that go missing, so to speak, because that's unforgivable with a Millwall shirt. Of course, I mean that's the the bare minimum you expect. I mean, it, we haven't been getting that, and what's more frustrating is when you see players who you know put their wear their heart on their sleeve. Players like Jed, who I don't want to dig him out. I hate digging him out because he's on his days the only one who can do certain things in our team. Like not many players in our squad can smash one in from thirty yards, no, you know, no, no, things no, like no, that. No. Um, and. and but even him lately has seemed like he's just completely got the arsehole with it. If you know, he's just completely got the ump. He doesn't want to, he hasn't looked like he's particularly wanted to be there lately. But who does want to play for a struggling team? No one. Uh, who so, wants but, to but, put the telly on and watch it? It's, it's no, been difficult. It's been exactly. difficult. Isn't it? But for, from our point of view, they're the only ones who can change it. So. Yeah. They do need to go out there and just believe in themselves a bit more. We're not a bad team. Like we've got good players. We've seen what we can do. They all know what they can do. We, If it is a lack of team spirit, then I, I personally, I've, I've not really got any bright ideas on how you can fix it other than win football matches. But it, we've got, they're, 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 they're a close-knit bunch where they should be because they've been together long enough now. It's not like we've, we've got loads of new players and things like that. We've, the majority of that squad has been there for a long time now. So they should all be mates on and off the pitch. The spirit shouldn't be easily broken if it has been. But if it has been, listen, let's use today as, as that kick up the backside and that confidence booster we need. There's, there's no reason it can't be just because we've 
we've beat a non-league team, it means nothing. We've won a game of football at the end of the day. We've played well. We've done what we've had to do. Everyone did their jobs. So individually, everyone should be going into the next game they play with with confidence. So, yeah, to answer your question, Nick, I thought, and to answer it, long answer short, basically, I think <laughs> yes, we should we should take this into the next game. Well said, well said, Dan. When you're listening, listeners, to Dan Wynn, uh, who is at Real Fans ninety two, his blog. Um, you got what? What? Where are you hoping to take the blog? You're covering other clubs other than Millwall, Dan. I, I saw. I mean, is that is that you're going to be looking to keep your net, cast your net wide on that front, mate? Yeah. Well, I'll be honest. Initially, it was I was just going to do the football league. I was just going to cover major news and team. Like I was going to do match reports and so things like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like if if there's any like when Joey Barton got sacked by Fleetwood the other week, I did a little piece on that. Um, so it, it was meant to be just things like that to start with. But more of my friends have started getting involved now. I've got I've got friends. I've got a lot of friends who support Premier League clubs um, who decided that they'd like to get involved. So, I've, for example, I've had one of my friends who supports Liverpool. He did a he did a write up the other day on should should Liverpool go out and buy a centre back, right? For yep, yep, so, yep. so it's it's that sort of website and blog I'm looking to build. Uh, people are more than welcome to to send me in their thoughts, and I'll I'll happily publish them up as long as they're not too sort of OTT. Like, I won't have anyone being personally abused, and you know, what I mean, I don't, I don't want things like that. We want to keep it all fairly above. Keep it, um, keep it legal. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. If you want to say someone's a useless so-and-so, you can by all means say that. If, if you're not happy with your team's manager and you think he should go because he's this and that, then fair enough. But just, just no personal comments. I don't want to see none of that. But yeah, well, I'm, I'm to, I don't really know where I'm looking to take it though, Nick. It was purely built out of boredom in lockdown and because work dried up I'm, I'm a locksmith by trade and everyone's in their houses at the minute so I'm not needed um, <laughs> no, not, not many burglaries anymore <laughs> no, no I mean there's, there's nothing for me to be doing other than the odd job that I get called to but it, it's not been happening so I just I like writing about football so I just thought why not let's just do it and I'm looking to start a little podcast with one of my friends and excellent so what might might be chewing your ear off soon for a few little Listen, that, I, I encourage i mean i've always i used to do the fanzine back when you know before this kind of modern era of podcasting and video blogging and stuff like that but i always encouraged anyone out there to to give it a go um the more choice fans have the better I, I don't i don't um i don't have a problem far from it you know um get your viewpoint out there that's that's what that's what the the world should be about in my opinion so no i, I take my hat off to you dan so Oh, thank you. Um, you know, um, any any help we can give on this show, you you let let us know. Um, I will hold you to that. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to become a new so, yeah. business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be, be prepared for the inboxes to start flowing after this. Like, how, how do you do this and how do you do that? What, what, what microphones still are using? Oh God, but, yeah. There we are at Real Fans ninety two. Big thank you to Dan Wynn for coming on the show in the aftermath of that workmanlike win at Boreham Wood, but very refreshing nevertheless. So thank you, Dan. Um, we're going to be closing out now with the views and opinions of Mr. Harry Warren, Mr. Michael Avery and Mr. Mike Hayden. So until the next show, it's um, goodbye from me and goodbye from Dan. Oh, from me. Goodbye, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you're enjoying Afton Mill Podcast, then why not help us grow the show and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? We'd love it. Love it. If you visit the Apple link in the show notes and leave us a rating and a review. Achtung Mule is the number one podcast broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey. No show sponsors, no Patreon, and no TikTok accounts. Thank you, dear listeners, and as always, Arriva Dutchy Mule. Nick, I would love to um I would love to help you out. Unfortunately, I did not see the game. I was not paying BT Sport and I wasn't gonna bet on Bet365 to allow me to uh, view the game but um yes we are through and uh, i saw woods copying more shit online so i'm assuming he was again anonymous but uh up the lions and um yeah hope everyone's all right and uh speak to you soon so there we have it dear listeners we're through to the next round of the cup um millwall 2-0 victors over boring wood i did see that as a slight banana skin um i know that goes against what mr hayden um has said or will say and uh, depending on when we put the recordings in um but i i think that was a very good professional performance and also as well what we need to remember with these games why they are banana skins is there's an awful lot of pressure on you if you lose these games but you get no real credit if you win them i.e we've won it's been seen as a professional 2-0 Derby have just lost and Twitter's going crazy about it. So it is very swings and roundabouts. Plenty of positives to take. Fort Malone had a good game um, on that left-hand side. McNamara had a good game as well. The substitutes linked up well when they came on. Defensively, we were very strong. But again, we need to look at the opposition in front of us. Um, The negatives to look at. Jake Cooper, you're a very lucky boy. Not going to lie there. I think if you actually was in a league game, uh, you would probably have seen red for that second because you clearly weren't going for the ball. But... We'll ignore that. Um, and also as well about the chances taken. Yes, we're through. Yes, it was professional. But 28 chances, I think it was, against the, against the conference side. And we only scored two. So that's not good at all. But we're through. Job done. And also as well, I'm not sure how many of the BT executives listened to this, but it was actually quite refreshing listening to commentary uh, from a outlet, not including I follow. Um, so we know where this is being aimed at. That isn't looking for an ulterior motive in their commentary. So... Well done, BT Sport. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're in the fourth round. Um, As I suspected we would be, I didn't really see this as a banana skin um, at all. Um, We're not that bad that I think we would lose to a conference side. I think I'll give give Gary Rowett some credit there. Um, Yeah, strong professional performance. I don't think we ever looked really like losing the game. Uh, I suppose the only disappointing thing, which is a bit of a broken record, that it wasn't, you know, four or five nil uh, with the amount of chances uh, that we had. But some really standout performances uh, today. Uh, Scott Malone specifically really, really causing some problems down that left. Uh, He obviously got the assist um, and also probably should have scored himself as he had a couple of chances um parrot looked lively uh good to see zahor get another goal as well hopefully we can extend his loan to the end of the season and that will give him you know some confidence um danny mcnamara again yeah very professional job on the right he looks uh you know a really tidy player so hopefully we can develop him further good to see him back at the club clearly uh it was a great move for him to go to st johnston and he's he's learned a lot and you know rowett's clearly seen that so hopefully we'll see him play a bit in the league as well and challenge romeo uh, a little bit more um so yeah good performance two nil in the fourth round job done if you enjoyed the show please head over to apple podcast and leave us a cheeky review 
deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.